Welcome to episode 97 of the Business Fabulous Podcast. Today, we're talking about Clubhouse again, and we are talking Clubhouse strategy. Do you have one? You need to. Stick around for the details. Hey there, I'm Bonnie L. Frank, former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur overnight who started a coaching business from scratch and coached thousands of business owners worldwide to grow their businesses, and I saved them money doing it. After producing over 4,000 live stream broadcasts, I thought it was about time for a podcast. This podcast, where I share easy hacks for your business, your money, and a fabulous life. Are you ready? It's time to get fabulous. Welcome back to the episode. Today, we're talking all about Clubhouse and specifically Clubhouse strategy. You really do need to have a strategy for Clubhouse if you want to make sure that you get a really nice return on the investment of your time and energy. And especially if you're like me and you want to grow your business on Clubhouse, you need to have a strategy to do that. So if you have a strategy, it's going to save you time. It's not only going to save you time, it's going to save you a lot of time and a lot of energy. And I say every single day that I think everybody really can grow as much as they want to in any way they want to personally and professionally on Clubhouse. Once again, with a strategy. So if you would like my free strategy guide, my clubhouse strategy guide, head over to bit.ly forward slash clubhouse strategy, all lowercase, just like it sounds, bit.ly forward slash clubhouse strategy. And that is a free download. It's 10 simple strategies that I use on clubhouse every single day that gets me more followers, increases my email list, and increases my bank account. So be sure to check that out. All right. Now, having a clubhouse strategy is not difficult. It doesn't have to be a long, convoluted, difficult strategy. No. In fact, all of the strategies that I use are really easy. But Just because it's not difficult doesn't mean it's not important. It's really important. And when you find a strategy that works, as I have, sticking to it will absolutely help your business every single day. So the first thing I want you to think about is hosting rooms. So are you going to host rooms? Okay, so are you going to be, you know, doing the presenting in the room? Are you going to be presenting by yourself? Are you going to be presenting with other people? Or are you simply going to go into the clubhouse rooms to listen? And it's totally okay. If you want to go in rooms and listen, go in rooms and listen. There's nothing wrong with that. Clubhouse is a fabulous way to learn all sorts of things. But I think that it's important to have a strategy whether you're going in to listen or you're hosting your own room. I think it's really, really important. And that strategy guide will definitely help you. Most of the rooms that I host on Clubhouse, I do by myself, but you don't have to do that. And it's totally okay if you never do that. It's 100% up to you. You need to decide, are you going to host rooms or not? And if you do host rooms, are you going to be the host or are you going to have co-hosts? So you're going to have more than one moderator or 
you could be the only moderator and have other co-hosts. Those co-hosts do not necessarily have to be mods. They don't have to be moderators. I like when I am a host in a room with other people. I like for all of us to be moderators because it sets us apart from the rest of the people. I think it's important, but you don't have to do that. Then if you're going to have other co-hosts, again, you decide if they're moderators or not. If it's your room, you decide exactly how you want to run it. But there's an option that a lot of people have done called a mod squad. And somebody came up with this term. (laughs) Uh, The clubhouse people did not come up with this term. So a mod squad is basically where you have a group of people and they all mod for each other. Okay. So let's say you have six people in your mod squad. Well, all six of you mod for each other. Okay. So maybe it's all six of you all the time, or maybe it's three or four of the six all the time. But in any case, nobody's modding by themselves. You don't have to worry about being a moderator by yourself. You're always going to have, you know, two or three other people. And that has worked really, really well for a lot of people. So many people have done that. Now, some people, in my opinion, go a little overboard on the whole mod squad thing, and they just have so many moderators on the stage. I do not think that's a good idea for many reasons. First of all, you truly don't need more than one moderator. There's not that many things a moderator can do. They can move people up and down off the stage. They can report people. They can turn somebody's microphone off. They can, you know, kind of run the show and set the tone. Uh, But that's about it. (laughs) And so you don't need 49 moderators. I went in a room one time and counted 49 moderators. I was wondering if the max was 50, but I don't know what the maximum is. But 49 is about 48 more than you actually need to get the job done. But if you want to have additional moderators besides you, I completely applaud that. There's nothing wrong with that. And it can make the flow of the room better and easier for you. So maybe every moderator has, you know, a separate job, a separate purpose. And it just makes it easier for everybody who is a mod in that room to to help the flow of the room. So however you want to do it, having a mod squad is always an option. Having too many moderators can be a really, really confusing thing for the audience, like really confusing. Because if you go into a room and it's, you know, if you've got a ton of mods, it's probably going to be a bigger room. And so you've got a ton of mods on stage, plus you have other people on stage, plus you've got all the people in the room. It makes it really kind of confusing as to who's running the show up there and who you need to be checking out and who you might want to think of following when there's so many moderators. It just, it looks like a sea of green up there and it it makes for a, a confusing experience. And I think it makes for a bad customer experience, the customers being the people in the audience. So I would not ever suggest that. In fact, I don't ever suggest having more than six moderators. If there are ever more than six mods in a room, I usually stay away from that room. 
And I might not know how many mods there are until I go in there. But once I see that, I'm like, no, this is just it's because usually what happens is there's just a bunch of people sitting on stage, but not everybody who's on stage with the moderator badge is even speaking. So then I don't even know why they're there. It's, it's really just a bad experience, in my opinion. Okay. Now, another thing to think about in terms of your clubhouse strategy is a club. Are you going to create a club? Having a club can give you some street cred because it shows that you have your thoughts organized. It shows that you are hosting a series of discussions. And so when you have a club and you host rooms under the club, I think it's actually a double bonus. I think it's easier to get people to the room because you're building on everybody who's a member of that club. And I also think that once people do come to the room, if they haven't yet joined the club, it's such an easy way to build the club because you've got free advertising for the club right above the title of the room. You don't even have to mention the club. They can't help but notice it. It's right above the title. And there's that little green Monopoly house. So you can mention it if you want. Some people do, you know, like clockwork, three times an hour, literally. They mention the club and joining the club. But I don't really do that anymore. But people will, if they know you're giving value and you're giving value under that club name, they'll follow the club. They'll join the club and you don't even have to mention it. So I think that it can be very beneficial to have a club. Now, before you create a club, please, please, please think carefully about how you're going to name that club. And these are the rules. You can name the club whatever you want, but it can only be 25 characters and you cannot use any emojis. So no emojis in the title of the club, but I think you can use them in the description. And in the title of the club, you can only have a maximum of 25 characters. So, and remember, a character is a symbol, a space, a letter, a number. So any of those things that take up space, that's a character. And you only have 25 to play around with for the name of the club. So I always suggest that you think very carefully and make sure that you have at least, at least one search word in the title of the club. Before you create the club, look in the search, go to the where the magnifying glass is and search under clubs, the title of the club that you're thinking about. See if there's already a club or multiple clubs. Sometimes there are multiple clubs with the same name. So if that's the case, don't pick that name. Pick something else. Be unique. But make sure that you have at least one keyword that people really are searching. Make sure that you've got one word in there in that title that people really are searching because then people will find the club and they will join the club while you're sleeping. The club literally can grow 24 hours a day if you use search words in the name of the club. And hopefully you can have two keywords or a search word term in the club title. So you could call the club anything you want, but unless you're using keywords, 
it's not going to be found under search. So then it makes building the club harder. All right. So think a lot about creating a club. Now, at the present time, you can create two clubs a month. That's the maximum. You cannot create more than that. Most people don't create two clubs, period. But the reason that they say this is because right now, as of mid-August 2021, you cannot delete a club. So if you create a club and you spelled something wrong, you have a club with a misspelled something. And the only way to fix it right now is to create another club with the correct spelling or just go with the misspelled one. So just be careful. Think very, very carefully. Be really, really mindful about what you're naming your club and how you're spelling everything. Also, think about when you are on Clubhouse, do you want to host rooms under someone else's club? Of course, you can host rooms under your own club. It's your own club. You can do whatever you want. But a lot of clubs have the option of other people hosting rooms under their club. Well, that's a fabulous way to get your club to grow really quickly. I don't do that under my club, but many people do. So Business Fabulous for Female Entrepreneurs, as of this time, has over 45,600 people, and I'm the only one doing rooms in that club, and I only do one room a day. And it's still grown to that amount. So you can certainly grow your club really, really quickly if you allow other people to do rooms under the name of your club, because then literally you could have rooms being run 24 hours a day, every single day, and you can grow it really easily that way. So if you're going to allow people to host rooms under your club, and that's always a choice, you simply toggle over to allow that when you create your club. If you're going to do that, think about how you're going to set that up. Are you going to have, do you have like some sort of downloadable PDF that anyone who wants to create a room under your club that they have to read all the rules and, you know, by doing that, they are saying that they agree to those rules. And then if they do something wrong, then you can not allow them to anymore, you know, let not allow them to do rooms anymore, something like that. Are you going to have them answer some sort of questionnaire or fill out some sort of form ahead of time? How do you figure out, you know, you have to figure out a schedule, right? To make sure that nobody's scheduling a room when there's already a room, right? So just figure out how you want to go about doing that. And you might want to add an admin or a leader of the club to help you set all of that up or to help you kind of administer all of those things. But like I said, allowing other people to host rooms under your club is a fabulous way to grow your club quickly. I also want you to think about how often you're going to do a room, whether or not you're hosting a room in your own club or you're hosting a room in someone else's club. How often are you going to host rooms? Are you going to host one room a day? Are you going to host one room a week? Is it something in between? Are you doing one room a week in this club, one room a week in the other club, and then any other rooms you do under your club? You know, how do you want to do that? And you're going to have to come up with some kind of schedule for yourself 
to make sure that you can get everything done that you want to get done and be on Clubhouse as much as you want to. And when you first get on Clubhouse, that balance is really, really hard to achieve. And like I said, the strategies, I had to come up with those strategies so that I could stay on the app because I was spending all of my time there at first. At, for the first uh, two and a half days, I definitely spent all of my time there and barely slept. So think about how often you want to do rooms. And I want to encourage you not only to create a schedule so that you know where you're going to be on what day, but also think about having a consistent day and time for when certain rooms are going to be. So, for example, when I first got on Clubhouse, I was hosting rooms, you know, like I said, I hosted two rooms a day for the first 77 days. And then after that, one room a day. But my rooms were not always at the same times. In fact, when I first got on the app, like for the first few months, they were all different times of the day. I would just do it whenever I had some free time, whenever I wasn't coaching clients or I didn't have a group program running or something like that. I didn't have any appointments. That's when I would do Clubhouse. So it was all different times of the day, not usually at night, but all different times of the day. It was really hard for people to find me sometimes because I was doing it at unpredictable times. And it was unpredictable. I was very inconsistent. Even though I was growing my following like crazy, it was still difficult for some people to know where I was going to be when. And they kept saying, you know, oh, can't you, you know, post everything? And I was working so hard and doing so many rooms. I just did not get around to ever doing that. And then I started to post when I was going to be doing rooms on my Instagram feed, but Instagram is not supposed to be a billboard for Clubhouse. And I didn't want every single post on my Instagram feed to say Clubhouse. I mean, how boring is that? So I didn't want to do that either. So coming up with a consistent schedule, the same days and times for when you're going to be doing whatever topics you want to be doing, wherever you want to be doing them whether it's your club or somebody else's club, is a really important thing to consider. It is a very important thing to consider. And when I started doing rooms on consistent days and times, it felt better and people were really, really grateful that I did it because then anyone who wanted to find me could find me because I was always in the same place on the same day and time. So think about like, for example, if you want to talk about podcasting, well, I tend to talk about podcasting on Wednesdays. Usually it's Wednesday mornings. In fact, most of my clubhouse rooms are around at this time are usually around 10 a.m. unless I have some sort of appointment or, you know, I'm being interviewed or something at that time. And that was just the time that we had to use. So then I won't be in a clubhouse room at the time. But usually my clubhouse rooms are somewhere around 10 a.m., except sometimes on Sundays and Saturdays, they might be later. But having that consistent schedule, whatever day of the week you're talking about and whatever time of the day you're talking about, I think it's really, really important for you and for your audience so that they can easily find you and then they can already put it down on their calendars. 
For example, if every Thursday at noon, and you have to say the time zone because, you know, these are global apps. So let's say noon Eastern, you're always in this club, noon Eastern, every Thursday at noon Eastern, you're in this club. Well, if I know that you're going to be hosting a room in that club every Thursday at that time, I can go ahead and mark that off on my calendar so that nothing else goes in that slot. And then I know you're going to be talking about something. And I know that I'm going to want to be in that room at that time on that day. So I can go ahead and already, you know, mark off that time on my calendar. And then I can RSVP for the event whenever you do schedule it. And then it can go in my calendar automatically. So it's just super, super helpful. Consider a schedule. All right. I hope these strategies and really just talking about having a strategy on Clubhouse has helped you to really think about Clubhouse in a much better way. I don't want you to waste any time and I don't want you to be wasting time on Clubhouse. And you can get much more many more followers and many more connections and learn much more and go in more rooms and host more rooms when you do it strategically. You can get a lot more for the time and energy that you put into something when you go about it strategically. And I hope that thinking about having a clubhouse strategy has really got you thinking about how you're currently spending your time and how you hopefully will be spending less time and getting more or spending the same amount of time and getting much more for it. Thanks so much for being here. I love that you are part of the Business Fabulous family. I love that you are on Clubhouse and wanting to learn even more about it. Feel free to find me on Clubhouse. You can just put my name, Bonnie Frank, in the search and I will come up. My username is Bonnie L. Frank, but you don't even have to know that. You can just search somebody by first and last name. You can even search somebody by first name and all the people with that first name will come up. So if they have an unusual first name, just put in the first name and you'll see if anyone else on Clubhouse also has that name. But so far, there's only one Bonnie Frank. So just put me in the search. You will see my profile. Feel free to follow me. When you do, a bell will appear in the upper right-hand corner of your screen. Tap on that bell and set the notifications to all the time, just like YouTubers say. Ring the bell. So go ahead and tap the bell and change the notifications from sometimes to always. And then you will always be notified when I'm doing a room, which is usually once a day. Thanks so much for being here. I love that you are. Thanks for being fabulous. We'll talk soon.